Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and it is Thursday, March the 31st, and I am here to go over the NBA DFS five-game main slate for tonight. I'd like to uh, thank you for joining me here for this breakout, and uh, hopefully this helps you build some really big winners uh, for this evening. If you'd like to join us, uh, check us out. Uh, get into our Discord. Get these winners we're putting out there. You can go to dfscoachtalk.com, and there are several different opportunities to sign up. We just uh, announced last night, actually, really more so this morning, uh, a new membership that we brought in that runs from April 1st, which is tomorrow, through the end of the NBA playoffs, which is June 19th, if it goes seven games in the final. Uh, with that membership, it's offered only to the first 25 people uh, that sign up for that membership, and it's only going to be two payments of $68.50, and it gets you everything that we have at Coach Talk. You get all of our uh, NBA, obvious NBA action to finish the regular season all through the playoffs, which we'll do every single game, every single card. And then you get all of our NB, uh, N MLB action, I should say, which starts on the 7th. So that's coming up very quickly. Uh, very excited about that. And then we've got, um, for sure, the uh, PGA, which this next week is the Masters, which is going to be so exciting. Can't wait. Uh, to get that one going, and all of our weekly PGA action. So sign up. We'd love to have you for sure. Uh, join the family. We've been super hot, especially in prize picks. We've been kicking some butt. All right, let's get into this game. These games, I should say, there's five of them. The first one is 7 o'clock. It's the Philadelphia 76ers and Detroit Pistons. Philadelphia is favored by 9.5. The total is 223.5. 116.5 implied for Philly, 107 for the Detroit Pistons. Um, coming into this game, injury-wise, Philadelphia, nothing. They are at full strength. Detroit, however, Corey Joseph questionable, which could mean more playing time for Killian Hayes if he sits. And then uh, we also have Chris Smith, who is out. As far as the game set here, Philadelphia is 28th in pace. You know, they're going to play some slow down ball with Harden, several dribbles, uh, posting up or flaring out the ISO for Embiid as well. So they're 28th in pace. Detroit more toward the middle of the pack at 13th. Defensively, Philadelphia is barely remaining in that top 10, but they are 10th. And Detroit has struggled on the defensive end at 24th. First night of a back-to-back -back for Detroit, not that that's the biggest thing in the world uh, with a lot of their youngsters playing. But again, you know, we've been keeping these Detroit games fairly close when there's a lot of them that are double-digit spreads. This one's almost a double-digit spread at nine and a half. But the Piston have uh, Pistons have shown a little bit of uh, fire here. They're, they're battling. They're not winning a ton, but they're battling in games and staying in them, which makes them much more DFS relevant, their games in general. So there are a few things you can, uh, a few places to go. Do you want to pay up for a 10-2 James Harden? Certainly playable commodity here. Or the 11-5 Joel Embiid, same thing. 
He's been on this, you know, MVP run of late, and he should continue that against the, the Pistons today. So either pay up for these guys, it really works. Uh, it's just a matter of the rest of your build. I think both of them could absolutely smash here. I think it stays close enough that uh, they're going to be terrific plays. The other guy um, that I like from the Philly side a little bit is um, Steph or Seth Curry. Or not, he's with Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't mean Seth Curry. I meant to say Tyrese Maxey. There we go. He's six five, which isn't a bad price, and we know that he can jump up and have some big games. And if uh, Joseph sits, the Pistons' backcourt will be a little thin. I think Maxi is fair at 6'5". <clears throat> He's certainly the third option here. The other option at that price tag for Philly can always go to Tobias Harris at 6'7". He remains cheap, but again, you're going to get some hit-and-miss games uh, from, from him. So you got your two pay-up options, your two mid-level, two... Uh, value kind of plays here with Maxi and and Harris. I definitely want some exposure from the Philly side, not afraid to dive into this one. Decent implied total at 116 and a half and a decent team total uh, overall total in the game at 223 and a half. From the Detroit side, Kate Kate Cunningham's been terrific. He is 8-7, which is a pretty big commitment. I'm sure he'll get Matisse Thibel defense, which you know, it's been good, but it hasn't been total shutdown like we've seen from Thibel in the past. So Cunningham, definitely uh, of some interest here. I think it's smart if you're going to play, like, you know, for me, I'm looking at one pay up and one medium price for Philly. You want to have some correlation on this piston side, because if this game did happen to blow out and you lost a lot of minutes, uh, that's really going to hurt. So Who's going to, you know, keep them in the game? I think certainly Cunningham's your top choice at 8-7. Again, a little bit tougher defense, though, from Thibel. Um, I'm hoping Corey Joseph's out because Killian Hayes, the last couple of weeks, really more like the last three or four games, is starting to play basketball. He's really starting to get it. Things are clicking, and I think he'd be a terrific value play at 4-3 uh, if Joseph sits. Sadiq Bay has been up and down, but at that 7K number, can definitely get, get it done. Uh, Marvin Bagley's getting a lot more minutes. Uh, he's being backed up a little bit by Kelly O. Kelly O's backing up him and Stewart. But you get good prices on all those guys. Bagley 6-1, Stewart 5K, but it is tough going against that Philadelphia interior. Um, Kelly O off the bench is only 3-5, but... For me, it's more the, the key guys here in Hayes, Cunningham, and Bay, and possibly Bagley. I'd like to have, again, about 2v2 here and make this one of my key games. And it's not a, a runaway key game for anybody, I don't believe. It is the second lowest total of the five. So that is a bit of my contrarian stance uh, right away. This next game is the game that everybody's going to stack. It is one of the highest totals of the year. 243 and a half. Brooklyn's only favored by two, and it's uh, incredible. We haven't had this all year. Both teams have an implied total over 120. You know, you know, if you listen every day, when I have both teams over the 115 implied, that begin be, uh, becomes my focal point game of the day. Not with 120 each, it's unbelievable. So 
certainly a bunch of exposure to this game. My only concern is it's such a standout game. People are going to go absolutely ballistic. I think you're going to see guys with six or seven guys out of this game. And I get it. It makes perfect sense. You still have to land on the right guys. But I don't know if I'll go that crazy. I think you can still have good exposure to that first game and cherry pick these last three games and come out of, you know, maybe four guys, three guys out of this game if you hit the top, you know, top dogs. Certainly a lot of salary here has got to be spent as well. So, again, I'll repeat it because it's so noteworthy. Brooklyn by two, 243.5 total, 120.75 for Milwaukee, 122.75 for the Brooklyn Nets. Wild. Um, Injury-wise, Giannis probable. I can't see him not playing. Everybody's in for Brooklyn except Ben Simmons, who's still out. So we've got – that's the other thing that makes it not as fun from the DFS side because nobody's sitting. It's a lot more fun when we get a key guy out and all those usage numbers jump up, assist ratios, etc. But here we go. Here's the pricing, and this is where it gets very difficult. Drew Holiday's 8-3, Chris Middleton 7-8, and Giannis is 11-8. So you have the three big pay-up options there. All fantastic plays, let's face it. It's just a question of where are you going to go? Can you only fit one of them? or two of them, probably just one for me. You also have a cheap Brook Lopez at 3-9, who's starting, getting mid-20s minutes now, and has uh, you know, definitely a path to get there. I think he's a decent play. Uh, not really going to go deeper than that here, though. With all of that usage from those four I mentioned, I don't think it's worth it taking a, a flyer on Matthews, Connaughton, Portis even, Allen, Hill, Abaca, Carter. There's just, you know, they'll all get some some minutes here and there. Obviously, Portis at 6K is tempting, but I just don't think he's getting the same punch of minutes as he did before Lopez came back. Therefore, it's a, it's a bit risky. On the Brooklyn side, of course, you have the two big studs. 10-7 for Kyrie and 11-4 for, for Durant. So even though this is the key game, Everybody's going to have to make some decisions. Nobody can just play all the prices here and be be on down the road. It's just not going to work. So you're going to have to make some decisions based on matchups. You know, uh, coach speak. We'll be watching beat writer info throughout the day. We'll be sharing information in Discord because really how this all pans out is going to uh, have a lot to do with who's matching up with whom. So. Uh, on on the net side, last time worked out for me by playing Durant and fading Irving. I'm not as confident that's as good of a play this time. Yes, Irving will get through holiday defense, but Durant is probably going to get Giannis defense. And then he's got a couple of good buddies in there in Lopez and Portis and even a little bit of Middleton to help out uh, with Durant. So uh, 11-4 Durant, of course, you can always like Durant, but I think I'm leaning a little more towards Kyrie here. Would like to have one pay up on each side here, but here's here's the guy that I mentioned earlier and made the mistake I mentioned in Philly, but Seth Curry is going to be in my lineup today. He's only 5K, and it's just a perfect setup because you've got all this attention on Kyrie and Durant. Milwaukee gives up a ton of threes, and it's just – 
a perfect spot for Curry to spot up, get some wide open shots. And I also think he'll get some peripherals today because, you know, when they do run at him, he's going to find some open guys, a Drummond or a Durant or or a Claxton, whoever's in the paint, he's going to find some guys. Um, and he's a better pass than people give him credit for. He just doesn't get to run the show that often. So um, I think you're going to see Curry in a role today where I think he'll do very well. So he's certainly in my plans. Bruce Brown has been very steady. He's hit threes just about every game in the last week. Uh, he's only five, six. And then Drummond is very fair at six K at the center spot. So, you know, I'm not, this is no hot take. You know, I like four guys from Milwaukee and four guys from Brooklyn. Who doesn't, right? The question is, who do you play? And that's where it's going to come down to uh, the nuts and bolts of it. So um, for right now, I'm leaning towards Giannis uh, and I'm leaning towards Kyrie, but that could change as the day goes on. I'm going to do a lot of uh, digging into this game. Secondary guy, like I say, Curry, and then we'll see what we can fit. Uh, but there's no possible way uh, you can just take a one-off in this game or pass this game. Because there's no doubt in my mind, two or three minimal guys will be in the optimal from this game. Just too many possessions, too much scoring, too much talent. Uh, it's gonna—it's just a, a fantastic DFS game here. Um, by the way, Milwaukee's on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, Milwaukee's eighth in pace and Brooklyn 11th, so that helps. Defensively, these two teams have not been that sharp. Just middle of the road in the in the league, 14th and 15th. So. Everything comes together to really a perfect storm of DFS points galore in this Milwaukee-Brooklyn game. All right, talked a lot about that one and the first one because I'm going to have seven-eighths of my you know roster filled here. I'm going to be early in the lead, so I'll be cheering. I won't be taking screenshots, though, until we get into these later games because I know how fast that can turn. All right, the next game's also a 7.30 game. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks. Not a bad game. Atlanta's favored by six. It's a 228 total. 111 implied for Cleveland, 117 for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Cleveland injuries, Rondo questionable. He may get back into backup. Uh, Garland will follow that news. And of course, their two bigs, Allen and Mobley, are out. Um, huge for them. Uh, we saw that Dallas handled them yesterday. And this is the second night of that back-to-back -back for Cleveland uh, on the road. So uh, not an easy task going into Atlanta tonight uh, for the Cavaliers, shorthanded and on a back-to-back. -back. Atlanta is on the second night of a back-to-back -back as well. So that evens the playing field a little bit. We have questionable tags on two forwards that matter. Gallinari, who's been starting since Collins went down, and then Jalen Johnson, who uh, filled in in an emergency type case and played very well. But neither one will be needed that much, more than likely, because it looks like we're going to get John Collins back. Will he have a minutes restriction? It hasn't been announced yet, but we will be following that very closely. Also, Skyler Mays is expected to be available uh, for this game. So, a couple of things. You know, how are the two teams going to react to the second night of a back to back? Uh, both teams trying to win for positioning for the playoffs here. It's an important game. You have uh, poor pace, though, and, and good defense on the Cleveland side. Pace 27th for Cleveland, 
19th for Atlanta. So that's why you have the 228 total, and it's quite a bit uh, lower total in that Bucks brooklyn game. Defensively, Cleveland's sixth, but certainly nowhere near that without the two defensive uh, prowess interior players in Allen uh, and Mobley. Those guys just dominate the pain area, and with those two missing, it's a, it's a different ball game. For Atlanta, they're 26, so they have been terrible defensively. Um, so we'll see. Let's. What does this game look like? Well, Darius Garland, always a decent play, but at 10-1 uh, and maybe Rondo backing him up, it's hard for me not to spend that money in the you know prior games uh, and, and really uh, go for Garland. But this could be one of those games where he goes ballistic. We know Atlanta's backcourt is not good defensively at all. It does help a little having Collins' presence back in the paint uh, defensively. So probably not going to go up to Garland. Uh, Lavert, now that he's starting, he's 5'8". He's always in discussion for me until he his price goes up. Uh, he's starting to play better, much better in the starting rotation, and his minutes are much safer now. Laurie Markkinen, 6'4", not a bad play. Um, he's been scoring the ball, but again, John Collins back, a little bit better matchup there. So uh, possibility. Uh, Kevin Love was horrible uh, the last go around, so I'm a pass on him at 5'9". You got the, the cheap guys. Moses Brown, who started at center, he's 3'2". You're going to get some of these other deeper bench guys, just not worth the gamble on a five-game slate to go down to any of them. Also, Okoro, Stevens, those guys, just not in play, even in GPPs for me. Uh, on the Atlanta side, you get cheap prices on everybody but uh, Trey, and, you know, that makes it interesting. You know, Collins uh, coming back uh, would more than likely be on some type of restriction, so I'm not going to consider him. The guys I'm considering, though, are Herter at 5'4", Hunter at 4'9", and maybe Capella at 6'2". Uh, the center position isn't exactly loaded today, uh, but with Collins coming back, depending on how much he's going to play, not sure I really expect the, the impact for Capella to be there. And again, Okongwu's getting a good chunk of those minutes. So more than likely, the value plays of Herter uh, or Hunter uh, would come into play. All right, we move to an 8 o'clock game. It's the L.A. Clippers and Chicago Bulls. Chicago's favored by two, 221 total. Uh, 109 and a half implied for the Lakers or Lakers, the Clippers and 111 and a half for the Chicago Bulls um, coming into this game. Injury wise guys out for the Clippers are Boston, Leonard, Powell and Preston. We know Paul George is back being the greatness first game for the Bulls. Probable tag on Zach Levine. And we know Lonzo Ball remains out. So as you notice, a lot of these teams, the ones that are in the hunt, now that we're down in the last eight games or so, uh, eight or nine games, you're seeing regular rotations, guys in, trying to get some chemistry before the playoffs, and this is one of those games uh, that fits that bill as well. It's the first night of a back-to-back -back for the Clippers. As far as pace, below average, 18 and 16 here. Clippers have played very good D under the circumstances, eighth in the league in defense, with this backup group, uh, but now with Paul George back, they'll probably move up. Defensively, Chicago's had its struggles. They are 20th, um, so, you know, some possibilities there. 
As far as how this game rolls out, you know, this is the game that I have uh, very little interest in, to be honest with you. Reggie Jackson's fair at 6-6, but, you know, there's been some inconsistencies there. I'm not ready to pay up 9-4 for Paul George. I know everybody went crazy how good he looked in the first game. So go for it if you think that it's time. I'm going to wait another game or two. Um, after that, it's a crapshoot. No thank you for the combination of Batum, Zubats, Mann, Kennard, Covington, Hartenstein, Coffee. They're all getting minutes. The only guy, that because just because he's dumped below 5K, is Marcus Morris, who's gotten some minutes taken away recently. So I'm not sure that I'll go with him, but 4-9 for Marcus Morris is tempting. But I need to do a little more homework there. I don't want a Marcus Morris to take down my lineup with, you know, one of his 15 DFS point nights. So if there's a possibility, I see that he can get a 30 point night at that 4.9 uh, rate, then, it, you know, it's doable. But uh, on the fence for the Bulls, you've got your dilemma, 8K Levine, 8-4 DeRozan, 8-1 Vuk. So now we've got all three of them almost the same price in essence. You know, do you trust the group of them? Uh, is this somewhere that you can go to have a couple of them stacked up and be contrarian? You could. You absolutely could. But that negative correlation, I think, is very difficult. So in my opinion, the best play there, if you can fit them, is make that decision between Levine, DeRozan, and Vuk. Um, and, then, and then roll from there. Uh, you know, Vuk at 8-1 is tempting here uh, against the interior for the Clippers. Uh, I think, you know, DeRozan, now that he's in realistic price range of, you know, this 8-4 number after being over 10 for quite some time, uh, is also doable. I don't know if I'll make it to any of them based on all the salary I'm spending in those first two games, but they are certainly within consideration, and I'd love to be able to squeeze one of those guys in there. All right, we've got to wait two full hours for this late game what a terrible game to have to wait for too because it's always the stinking lakers in this late night game all by itself it's the la lakers and the utah jazz so how many people are going to have exposure in this game is going to be the million dollar question utah is a double digit favorite at 13 we know the lakers just look like dog doo-doo it's to only a 227 total, so it's not great. 107 applied for the Lakers, 120 for the Jazz, which is pretty uh, aggressive. Uh, but my goodness, you know, you've got first night of a back-to-back -back for the poor Lakers as it is. They've fallen out of even the play-in tournament. They're sitting 11th right now. And there's not going to be any Anthony Davis or LeBron James again today. So are they throwing up the white flag? Is it over? Are they not even going to get the play-in? What's going to go on here? It's, you know, Utah could easily smash them. Uh, let's look at the injuries first. Wenyon Gabriel, questionable. And Davis, doubtful. I have him out for sure. LeBron James, out for sure. For Utah, Bogdanovich has constantly been on that questionable tag, which he is again. Same thing with Daniel House. So we'll see if either one of those is in. We know Forrest and Gobert's backup white side are out. This is a frustrating game to look at. It's a risk all the way around. The Lakers are seventh in pace, which is good, decent. Jazz are only 22nd, though. Defensively, Lakers are 22nd, 
probably way worse without, uh, certainly without Davis, who's been out quite some time, but without LeBron as well, although this has not been LeBron's best defensive year. Uh, and then Utah's 12th. So they've hung in there. They were in that top 10 for a long time. So are there any plays here? I guess you're going to have those stalwarts that refuse to give up on Russell Westbrook that are looking for that breakout, triple-double, break-the-slate game. But he's still 8-6, and I just there's so many good pay-up options in those early games. I just doubt that I'm going to do it. I understand, you know, if you want to roll the dice, if you have any late swap, which this is the only game, so I don't know how you can risk it, and you're way behind and you're going to, your last ditch effort is to, you know, flip Westbrook in there and hope he goes for 60 or something. Uh, but man, that's, you know, pulling for straws here against a, a pretty stout Utah team. And Westbrook just has not been consistently good at all this year. Uh, Malik Bunk's the best play to me in this game. He's a guy I'll get to. He's 5'5". He's going to be wildly popular. But you know what? He's the guy to me that can score uh, out of this group. He can shoot. He can score it. And they need him to score. Because the other guys they're playing, I'm not going to consider any of these guys. Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Dwight Howard, even Carmelo Anthony, THT, if Gabriel plays, Augustine's getting minutes, Bradley Ariza, Bazemore, Ellington. You never know if any of those guys are going to play being so shorthanded, but they're all terrible. So to me, it's, you know, if you have the guts and glory and you need the Westbrook for the crazy takedown, I get it. I'm not going there. Malik Monk's the only guy that I have on my uh, build right now uh, from the Lakers side. On Utah, you've got a couple of different opportunities here. If it doesn't blow out Donovan Mitchell at 8-8, be a nice little hammer to have in that late game if, if uh, we could get him there. But if it does blow out, they'll certainly not play him extended minutes. You know, the same could be said for Rudy Gobert. He could be a takedown specialist here at only 7-7 against Dwight Howard. Who knows how long Dwight's going to play, if he's going to get hurt, if he's going to get mad and thrown out. or I mean, you have like all this concern and drama when you have Dwight Howard involved, and who knows what's going to happen there. So I do think Gobert's a terrific play at 7-7. I would like to get him in there. Uh, I'm going to have to do some juggling to make it happen. But for anybody that wants to stack up both Mitchell and Gobert, if they think the Lakers pull one out of the a miracle and keep this game close throughout, I, it makes sense to me because really the other guys aren't giving you a ton. Conley at 6K. We don't know if Bogdanovich is going to play. O'Neal never gives you much. Clarkson's, Clarkson's had a terrible year. House, we don't know if he's going to play. And then you just got bench guys, you know, from there. So really it's all about Mitchell and Gobert and Monk as the three guys I think that are playable here. Uh, but the question is, what does your build look like? It, for a five-game slate, I feel like I'm trying to build off of a, a almost eight or nine-game slate because there are so many strong plays here and so many buy-up opportunities and not a ton of value. Now, will we have value open up as the afternoon goes on? Hopefully, uh, but it's not as likely as you look at. We don't have any huge players that we think are questionable here like we normally do. So, you're going to be able to build some stuff, get some lineup set, and, and take it from there and probably be pretty steady when lock rolls around. If you want some help doing that, we're the ones, dfscoachtalk.com. 
We provide full lineups for your cash lineup for FanDuel and Yahoo. We also provide a full lineup for uh, FanDuel and Yahoo for a GPP lineup for multi-entry. And then on DraftKings, we give you our famous uh, DFS coach coaches clipboard, which is exclusive to what we do. We give you a five-man uh, core, and then we fill out the clipboard with other players we're recommending to fill that in, staying within those DraftKings guidelines. So that is what I've got today, my friends. Uh, it is an interesting card for only five games. I'm excited about it. I think there's a lot of great plays, a lot of great opportunities here. And then uh, tomorrow will be a lot of fun. We're going to be back uh, tomorrow for a 10-game Friday slate. Uh, I'll be back with Crash, and we'll put together a really, really good lineup for you. And we'll put uh, our prize picks plays in there. And uh, uh, we're talking about also tomorrow doing a two brains are better than one FanDuel lineup. Uh, which we'll probably do on Friday also. So that is it. Really appreciate everybody checking it out. Please take a second. Give us that thumbs up. Give us a, a, a subscribe. Hit the little alert button up in the top corner. Our YouTube thumbs up likes, that means the world to us because that moves us up that algorithm. And we're trying to just grow, get the word out there and go from there. So Definitely tune in. Check out our prize picks plays. I do like some prize picks plays today. Seth Curry, I think, is a good sleeper for uh, points and three-pointers. I think you can come up with a couple of other plays here that we'll be releasing to our uh, Discord users throughout the afternoon. And then we'll place a three or four team prize picks play 30 minutes before lock when we also post our lineup. So if you want to be part of the family, dfscoachtalk.com. Thank you so much for listening in. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Have a terrific Thursday, and we'll see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.